Hey, this is Lance Lunner with the Sports Drive, and you're listening to Tom Talks Baseball. Welcome back. Another edition of the Tom Talks Baseball podcast. Uh, a week off last week, back at it this week, looking at the first uh, week and a half or so of Major League Baseball. Glad you can join us once again. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Tom Talks Baseball Podcast. Also, Twitter at Tom Talks BBP. Going to try to be a little bit more active there. If you listened last week, uh, I'll kind of let you guys know my life is in a. Uh, crossroads, if you will, right now, trying to figure some things out. So my focus has been in other places, but I wanted to hop in here, talk some baseball, uh, get back in touch with you guys, because it's been a fun uh, week and a half. And then, of course, once the sob poodles get going, I do want to hit on stuff there as well, uh, trying to get more player interviews and things like that, as uh, we're going to have that first year with the Diamondbacks as uh, the affiliation with the sob poodles. But I'm Tom Young. Thanks, as always, uh, for joining us. You can listen to this podcast anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast and my partner in crime david lovejoy how you doing sir good to see you again what's going on tom uh a lot of things yeah i know, I know. <laughs> going, going on don't don't feel yeah. sad tom it's it, it, uh a great time to reflect and readjust and uh the one cool thing, though, you have as a constant is baseball. They're playing. Baseball And that's a great playing. thing. Yeah, that's yeah. a great thing. It's, it's like, uh, you know, the field of dreams. You know, America has has erased itself and rebuilt and erased again and rebuilt, but baseball's always been there. And, stay the same. And that's the case here. You know, we even though we got still some COVID issues, I know, at least with the Cubs, a few players yeah. are, you know, Kyle Hendricks didn't pitch last yeah. night because yeah. of a potential uh, deal with that. Even He tested negative, but he's not feeling well. Yeah. They had some bullpen pitchers uh, test positive, and so they had to shuffle some players around. So the COVID thing is still out there, could still impact play. Uh, it was the, uh, it was the, was it the, it was the Phillies? Mm-hmm. That missed the first few yeah. games because of that, or no, the Nationals too. The Nationals well, the Phillies and the, and the Mets. Nationals, the yes. Nets and the Mets, Mets and Phillies, yes. all were kind of in a a ton team there of uh, of the COVID haze, you yeah. know. So, but but just uh, a j- yeah. just a real quick early on here, uh, just from what you've seen the first week and a half, is anything sticking out to you as being kind of a uh, kind of a shock? You know the the. The Red Sox have been kind of a, you know, they they started out horrible the first weekend of baseball. Now they're leading that division. The White Sox, who I pitch, uh, picked to be uh, a powerhouse, they're starting out slow. And Cleveland's on top of the in the central. Uh, just some, you know, and, and I owe you an apology because we did our bowl prediction show. And the week after we did our bowl prediction show, you reneged on your bowl predictions. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, and it wasn't the one that people thought no, I was thought. going to. It, it had it involved the Phillies. Yeah, mm-hmm. I initially had them winning the NL mm-hmm. East. Mm-hmm. I decided to retract. Yeah, and, and go that. away from that one. Well, I should have been in on that retraction thing because in my bowl prediction show, I said that uh, uh, Mike Trout would be seeking a trade by midseason, and then you know two weeks later, after I saw him in a couple of spring games and I saw Otani, you know, hit a four hundred foot home run and throw a hundred plus miles an hour, I thought, oh boy, and I picked him to win the division. So I kind of bounced back and forth on that one to myself. Uh, but the, the biggest surprise that I thought this was going to happen. If you've already noticed, a lot of injuries with pitchers. Guzman's got to have Tommy John. Uh, there's some issues with swollen elbows. And I think it's 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 a twofold thing. Uh, not having a minor league season last year and that rush for 60, they pitched hard in those 60 ball games. And so it, it's some of these pitchers are going to have to play into 
their form. They're not they're not in spring training, fresh spring training mode, uh, because they've been really, you know, just banging it away. But Cincinnati's been surprising. They're leading the central. We knew it was yeah, gonna they're, be they're, a, they're mashing. We <laughs> knew it was gonna be a mediocre league in the central, but you know, Cardinals, Brewers, they're all there. They're all right there. It's just games apart. And it's early. Uh, the one thing that we really, really wrote Tom about when Lance was here was 116. You know, matter of fact, that's his new nickname, 116. <laughs> and uh, But he might be true. He might be right. Because... You, you know what they're on pace to win right now, the Dodgers? 132. It's it's early. Uh, You know, they're they're nine and two right now. They're they're looking really good. And 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 I'm going to touch on them a little bit because because of our topic today, and we'll talk about that in just a moment. Here's one thing though. Think about this. Okay, they're nine and two. They're hot. Mookie Betts finally hit his first home run yesterday. So if that starts, oh Lord, you know it could happen. Well, well and that's what I'm saying with that team is is mm. you know that they can afford to have two or three guys struggle because there yeah. are five or six others that'll pick it up. It's amazing. And and, and if you have an issue with the with a particular starting pitcher, yeah. maybe an injury, mm-hmm. you can bring someone else in to do it. Someone that you can rely on, like a Dustin May or something, yeah. you know. And yeah. you know, Kershaw is looking really good. Bauer's looking good. You know that the whole team's just looking good, and they're winning. They're winning ball games, and and that's what I was thinking with them. They're just yeah. stacked. You they're know? stacked. They, they don't really have to be stacked. perfect to win. They don't. When you got Clayton Kershaw as your third, you know, best pitcher in your on your staff right now. It's not a bad place to be. I mean, yeah. that's just that, that's a nice place to be. And uh, one of the things too is uh, what's his name, Bado. Yeah, Akil Bado, or Badu. Maybe it's Badu. Bado. Yeah. I don't know. Badu, but, 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 but here's, here's tomato, the thing tomato. with with Akil. Uh, so this guy's kind of taken the league by storm. Wow. Twenty two year old. He was mm-hmm. a second round pick by the Minnesota Twins mm-hmm. in twenty sixteen, and uh, which means obviously got some talent. That's I mean, talent. if you get yeah. drafted sec in the second round, you're a talented guy. And his last minor league season, which of course was twenty nineteen, because they didn't have one last year. He played in high A ball, so he hasn't seen double A, hasn't seen triple A, and he only played 29 games in high A ball because he needed Tommy John surgery, Mm -hmm. so he missed some time. Doesn't really have a whole lot of MILB experience or a lot of high-level experience. Doesn't matter. Well, the Minnesota Twins didn't have them on their 40-man roster, which means in the Rule 5 draft, a team could take them, and that's exactly what the Tigers did. They picked them up in the Rule 5 draft in 2020. And they gave him a spot on the active roster. That there are some Rule Five rules that I still don't like yeah. fully understand. Yeah. But you know, if you pick someone there, they got to be on the active roster to some degree. I think uh, Luis Torrens, who was the catcher here for the Saw Poodles in 2019, he had that kind of happen with him with the Padres. He was a Rule Five pickup and played the entire year with the Padres, even though he wasn't really set to be a major league player yet. Mm-hmm. But here, here's the thing with uh, with Bado. Is he tore it up in spring training? Uh, hit three fifty five home runs. And he was a legitimate player in spring and legitimately earned a spot. And here he comes in here, and the first ever major league pitch he sees, which is the third game of the season, because he's not you know coming in as an everyday player. Yeah, smacks a home run. Bastard. You know, I mean, not not a lot of guys do that on the no. first pitch. No. Since that point, he's hit a grand slam. Yep. He has a walk off hit to his name. He's already gunned someone out at home plate, hit another home run last night, opposite field shot against the Astros and a Tigers win. He's hitting 391 so far, four homers, 10 RBI, 
and only 23 at-bats. And that 10 RBI leads his team right now. And guys, some guys have 30-plus, 40 yeah. at-bats, and yeah. he, he's only got 23 yeah. Yeah. because he's not playing every day. But he has taken the league by storm, and he's earned some more playing time. And uh, we'll see how the Tigers use him going forward. The Tigers have been, you know, kind of a 500 team yeah. so far. They haven't fallen off the face of the earth yet, yeah. like we think they will. <laughs> uh, but and a lot of the reason is because this kid's come in there and he's he's done some great things. I guess you could say if you're going to pick an MVP for April, it'd be him, wouldn't it? I. He's there. Uh, like Lau for the Rangers has yeah. been, yeah. or has been pretty good. Uh, Otani has been great, vicious, especially vicious. with the bat. My he goodness, my opinion of that team, yeah, he and, really has. And, and 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 he's kind of a guy that I want to hit on. Yeah, uh, for today's topic, things that I would like to see happen. Yes, in twenty twenty one. So first, first, let me let me say this. I got to get this off my chest. Okay, uh, this will probably be my last Tom Talks Baseball podcast uh, due to some situations. I'll be playing third base for the Rangers. I'll get <laughs> traded in midseason and get to play for the Yankees or somebody to play out. Because that's what they do in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> they trade. I mean, come on, really, Texas? You, 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 as you're, if you're a Rangers fan, you have to be most the most frustrated. And, and they trade these players away for magic beans. You give Odor to the Yankees, what do you get in return? Nothing. It just I, I, you have to be angry, but that's my rant well, on the Texas and at Rangers. this point Rangers four and seven three games out uh, behind the Angels who are seven and four yeah. you know for the most part it's really too early to have anyone really out of it but with the way the Dodgers are playing you know Colorado is already six out and yeah. that's that's yeah, the that's, biggest that's uh, be, yeah. Yeah. That, that that's the biggest deficit yeah. right now and I think we all kind of expected Colorado to be where they're at, yeah, three and did. eight. We did. You know, yeah. I think I even had them losing a hundred games. Yeah. At some point this week, I'm going to put up my uh, standing Dang, predictions, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, just because I we talked about it, even though I haven't actually done it. Right. So let's go ahead and dive right on into it. Things that we'd be happy to see in 2021. And now, obviously, as a Cubs fan, I'm not going to say Cubs win the World Series. Yeah. Like I, I'm not talking about stuff like that. Uh, but like maybe it's an individual player. Mm-hmm. Maybe it is a particular team that we have some hopes for. Uh, maybe it's just something else related to something else. And, and if you have anything like this, too, uh, hit us up on the Facebook page. Also, uh, Twitter at TomTalksBBP. Let us know some things that you would like to see happen in 2021 during this first full season after the COVID pandemic. I guess we're still in the pandemic. Yeah, but, we're still. But, you know, we're, 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 we're trying to play a full year. So we're the first better. one is actually kind of a two-parter, mm-hmm. and it involves the Angels. And and the, I'm going to go with Shohei Otani mm-hmm. first because we've heard a lot about this guy's talent. We're seeing his talent, especially offensively right now. I mean, he had a ball 119 miles per hour the other night. Uh, three-run double, just Mm -hmm. laced it to right field. Drove it. I want him to complete a full season, both pitching and hitting. And and what I would consider a full season, I want to see at least 100 innings pitched Mm -hmm. and about 500 plate appearances. Not at-bats, but plate appearances. You know, so it's not a... A full season on the mound. It's not a full season at the plate. Obviously, you're going to have to do some give and take because of his mm-hmm. talent there. Yeah. He had the one start against the White Sox, and for the most part, went okay. Kind of yeah. had a meltdown in the fifth inning. Yeah. And uh, Joe Madden, as he is one to do, 
kept him in there and gave him plenty of chances to work out of it. Whenever, out when of everyone it. was like, oh, we're going to pull him here, we're going to pull him here. And like, nope, we're keeping him out there. Mm-hmm. And then he had kind of that scary play on that wild pitch where I think it was Abreu, Jose Abreu slid home, mm-hmm. kind of uh, landed, and Otani landed awkwardly on that ankle. He appears to be fine because he's been hitting ever since, but mm-hmm. he hasn't pitched since. And now we're in, you know, next game up is game 12. And he's only had one appearance on the mound. So we're not really seeing him as a regular starting pitcher yeah. yet. And, and I wonder if Joe Madden has concerns about him doing both things, especially with the way he's hitting right now. Yeah. He is mashing the ball at the plate, hitting uh, close to, let's see, 364, four homers, 12 RBI, 10 runs, and also a couple stolen bases. Uh, he's getting it done right now. And uh, he struck out seven in his performance against the White Sox in four and two-thirds innings, throwing 100 miles an hour. Can he legit be a two-way player for a full season? I just want to see him have the opportunity to do it without injury, without certain restrictions, and just see, can this be done? Because I think it would be a lot of fun to see what those numbers would look like. Uh, yeah, I think it would be exciting. Uh, it, it changed my prediction after I saw the last two weeks of the preseason uh, spring training. I, I watched the Angels a couple of times, and it changed because I said, oh, they're in trouble. They still wearing they're wearing the the harness of neck of, of too many big contracts that aren't getting them anywhere. You know I'm talking about pull-offs. and uh, uh, but I saw them play. I saw uh, Trout still has his enthusiasm. Otani's still at hundred, swinging the bat like crazy. Uh, they play they're playing good defense right now. Uh, the pitching has always been a question for me with the Angels, but the plate I never worried about them. But I, I got bold enough to say they were going to win the division, that they were playing well enough to win the division at that point. And uh, it'll be interesting to see him moving forward because it, it that's a tough combination, a guy who can rake 300-plus average and throw over 100 miles an hour. That is going to be the uniqueness of Otani. And if he can get through a full season doing one or the other, you know, we know sooner or later down the line somebody's going to make him make a choice. But right now... This is like old-school baseball where he's pitching, he's playing in the field, uh, and it's just neat to see. So uh, I agree with you. I like to see him play a whole season. That's something I like to see this year. Well, I think one thing uh, that benefits the Angels, too, is Jared Walsh at first mm-hmm. base. Yep. You know, he's been great, been and great. he was really good last year, and he's picked up where he's left off a few homers already, nine RBI so far in ten games. So he's been getting a lot of the first base time, which mm-hmm. means Albert Pujols, is not playing as much, which yep. nothing against the machine. No, first no. ballot Hall of Famer, of course. But uh, at this point of his career, if the more he's in there, he hurts you. Exactly. You know exactly. They pitch around him. Uh, his legs are gone. Uh, he, he's had a Hall of Fame career, and that contract is just an albatross hanging around their neck. And if they could move away from that, if Albert steps aside. I think you'd see it completely different. With Joe Madden running that team, you'd see a whole different ball club. Yeah, and, and the, the second thing on my list, I'm just going to go ahead and say it real quick because it's tied to the Angels. I want to see Mike Trout in the playoffs. Yeah, you know, and, 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 and I'd be really happy to see him in the postseason. He's uh, only made one appearance in his career. In 2014, he went 1-for-12 with a homer. Mm-hmm. And I saw... Someone, you know, one of those, uh, you know, Facebook warriors or social media warriors talk about how Mike Trout's not that great because of his terrible postseason performance where he went one for 12, you know, seven, eight years ago, whatever it is. And it's like, yeah, yeah, he didn't have a great series, but at the same time, you know, it's not like 
Clayton Kershaw was before last season, where he's been there, and then in the mm-hmm. postseason, he's just a completely different pitcher exactly. from what he is in the regular season. Yeah. You know, if, if Trout had had, you know, 100 at-bats or something, then maybe we can, we, can judge well, we can judge him. But you can't judge him on one appearance, yeah. and that's all that he's had. No. I want to see him make the postseason. I want to see what he can do. And if he can, if he can produce there like he's done during the regular season his whole career, his legend just grows. because it takes off. It, it takes off. And, and he deserves to have that shot. And fortunately, I think this is the best team they've had in a while. In a while. Mm-hmm. I, I had the A's winning the division. Um, sticking with that for now, but the Angels, and I had them in second place fighting yeah. for one of those wild card spots, and I think they are a much improved team, especially with the way Otani's hitting yeah, right man, now. Man. Uh, Rendon went on the IL, I yeah. saw, so yeah. I mean, you're going to want to get that good bat back. But Mike Trout's going to do everything he possibly can to make that team a playoff caliber team. And if Joe Madden can push the right buttons and yeah. get some pitching help, and maybe who knows at the deadline do something else, uh, let's get this man to the postseason yes, so please. so we can see what he can do when the lights are the brightest. The best player in Major League Baseball has one playoff appearance in ten years. That can be, you know, that can be, especially with the expanded playoffs that they have now. Well, it, well, they're they're back to the regular one this but year. But I'm just saying, but so, last year, he, yeah, he still look, didn't make it. You look 15, 20 years ago, you had a pennant winner, and they yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, now you have the wild card teams, and yeah, and and there's been some multiple chances, but the Angels just haven't had either the pitching or there's been injuries or there's something that just kept them from getting to that next level. So I'm excited. Uh, hopefully that they can they can carry it out. And Otani is a great boost to that team. Pulls. I'll say it again, Albatross at this point, just kind of weighing them down. Uh, Hall of Fame player, but kind of bad. So uh, one of my things I hope to see this year, and and, and I might if you hear a punch here in the next few minutes, <laughs> it's because it's going to probably piss Tom off. Okay. The Yankees. The Yankees have the potential to be, of course, any time, the, the, the cream of the crop, the powerhouse. But I think they're missing something in the middle. Glaber Torres isn't a shortstop. We had hoped he could fill that position, uh, that he could step in. I would like to see Javier Baez leave the Cubs, go to the big city, play shortstop for the Yankees. I think that gives them that bat they're looking for in the middle of the lineup, a number three hitter, and it solidifies their defense. Uh Probably won't happen. The money probably won't get right. And plus, what what does Chicago have? He's one of their stars. Uh, but if that was a, if I could pick anything I wanted to see happen in MLB right now, that would be it. I, I'd like to see Baez play on the big stage of New York City under the lights, under the pressure, and you know, give him a change of atmosphere to play ball in uh, a new lease on life, and so. That's one of the things I'd love to see. The other thing can't happen until the end of the season, and that is I'm a National League guy by nature. I love National League baseball, but last year really drove home the point to me. We need the DH, universal DH. We've got to get away from these pitchers batting. Uh, it's just, it's just, it's it's a non-factor anymore. It's 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 eight men batting now, and it, it, it I think it's going to start to affect the quality of National League baseball. We we learned a great lesson in those sixty games that you don't need your pitcher batting and it's okay. So uh, those are two things. Now let's take the uh, Javier well, Baez one first. I, I want to take your 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 pitcher's hitting one first, mm-hmm. and I, I do have thoughts on the Baez one. But uh, you have one that I had. Uh, I I reworded it differently. I said I want the pitchers to convince me 
that the, them hitting mm-hmm. is a good thing for baseball it's because not. right now I don't see why it is. It's not. After play on Tuesday, pitchers collectively are hitting 113. Why? Um, they have one home run, and that was the start Otani had when he was a pitcher. So, which doesn't count because no. Otani's obviously also a hitter. Yeah. They, they can't do it. And, and, and the way that the structure's been set up for the last number of years. You know, once you get past high school, you don't bat. You don't hit. You don't hit. You don't you, 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 know, you, you you might get a chance to hit in no. the minor leagues only if it's no. national versus national league. And, and the way these leagues are set up, you have American League and National League teams playing in it. You know, mm-hmm. the the revamped Double A Central. Mm-hmm. You know, has yeah. has American League and National League teams in it. You know, if you play another American League team. Pitchers don't hit. Both teams get a DH. Pitchers don't have an opportunity to hone in mm-hmm. on their batting craft. And yep. then all of a sudden you're expected to go to the major league level and, and face some of the nastiest curveballs and fastballs and sliders you've ever seen. And lay it's down ridiculous. a bunt. Yeah. <laughs> you know, come on, man. There, there was a game the, the other day. Cubs were playing the Pirates. Mm-hmm. And, and there, there was a massive turning point in this game yep. early on where the Pirates got two runners on base with two out. Number eight batter, uh, Dustin Fowler, was up, and Arietta was looking like he was having some issue. Uh, walked Fowler. And all of a sudden, bases are loaded now, two out. Like, bases loaded, two outs should but should should be a... Salivated. Sh- should, should be a tense moment for yeah. the ball game. Yeah. But who came up? A pitcher. A pitcher that couldn't hit. A pitcher that then went on to strike out. And the rally didn't really have a chance to become mm-hmm. a rally because mm-hmm. you had a guy up there that can't get the job can't done. Do it. You know, can't like do it, for, man. for the rare one in ten time that a pitcher gets a hit, yeah, it's cool. But it's the other cool, nine it's times, it, it's it, it's, it's a lull in the game. And, and I never it. thought I would be that way. Yeah, but it's they're getting worse and worse, yes. and, and it's not their fault. No, the, the system is not set up for them to get better at it. So to but, draw to draw those young viewers to the game. We've got to have those big the excitement of the bases, runners running, hit and runs, the whole nine yards. You have to generate that excitement. And this season so far, and and trust me, Tom and I have talked about this for years. I've always been pro, National League, no DA. But but if you want to capture the imagination and keep the excitement, it's like when I, if it's one or two outs, runner on, and the pitcher's coming up. That's when I go get my sandwich. Yeah. Because I know what's going to happen. You know, it's just a rarity nowadays to see that this guy's going to handle the bat with any skill. If he had a DH up there or, or no, then I'm like, oh, okay, we got yeah. something brewing. Yeah. I mean, you, you're going to at least work the pitcher. Yeah. The, these pitchers aren't even working the pitcher. They're going up there taking three on the chin and walking back to the door. Or just standing there. Yeah. Standing I mean, there yeah, with the battle show. So and, I had, and they'll I just take think, some really bad swings yeah. and, and all that stuff. Yeah. And, and and yeah, I I think it's time. We did it last year. I was kind of shocked that we went the other way mm-hmm. and, brought, and brought yeah. it back. But I I think it's time to go to the DH yeah. and put nine hitters in there the instead field. of eight hitters and a On guy who's field. just up there to fill a spot. And just think how many jobs that'll create for that older slugger. In the National League, who can't play first every day, but still has ability, like still Nelson Cruz. Exactly, Nelson Cruz is one of the most feared hitters in the league, even at his age. But you know, and, you're, and, and you're he obviously half, should be a part. Of, he should be yeah. a part of baseball. But if there's no DH, 
You he, cut off half really the job market for the guy. Yeah. You cut off half the job market for the guy. Yeah. And, and that's insane. That's insane. And I, yeah, I'm not buying it. The other one. Yeah. Let's so, speak so, on that one. Well, if you recall uh, on the podcast back when 2020 ended, I said it was time for the Cubs to sell. Yeah. I was like, you, you know, th- this, you th- the 2016 year was amazing. Mm-hmm. They won the World Series. They they achieved what they wanted to achieve of ahead of when we thought they were going to achieve it. And it made us think, hey, the Cubs are shaping up to maybe be a dynasty. Yeah. You know, maybe they can rattle off two or three of these in like a four or five year period. It happened. But each <laughs> year that has passed, they've got worse, worse and, and worse. worse and worse. Mm-hmm. And it pretty mm-hmm. much got to the point where with this group, you're not going to win it. No. You no. know, and no. so what should you do? While they're young, while there was some control, <sighs> now now there's not control on these, like, you know, Rizzo's going to be a free agent. Yeah. Chris Bryant, Javier Baez are all going to be free all agents. going to be free agents. I don't think you're going to be able to keep all of them. And How many do you think they can sign, Tom? Two of the three? I, they might try to sign two of the three. I think Bryant's gone. He's gone? Well, and, and, and here's the deal. I... I don't think the Cubs are going to win anything this year. No, they've no. had one of the historically slowest starts yes. offensively in the history of baseball. I mean, we get upset about pitchers hitting. Their entire lineup is essentially pitchers hitting because their team batting average is like 160. That's a team batting average. What's like, killed the Cubs the last three years? Leaving runners on base, not having timely hitting. And if you want to see a, a, a great case of it, catch a, a 2021 game of the Cubs. Yeah. They are just not. They don't swing the well, bat. They're, they're, they're not even. Hit, they're not even getting on base. They're now. not even getting on you base. Know, the only way they're getting on is if they're getting beaned. You know, so, Contreras getting yeah. beaned all the time. Yeah, so it's just, so, it's just so my bad. thinking is, you know what? Blow it up. Trade them. Blow it up. You know, the the, the problem with Baez is, you know, like Baez is very flashy. Mm-hmm. He do, he does a number of things well. Yes. But hit for average is not one of them. And if if he can find a way to hit like two fifty. I think you ride that and trade them. Get them out of here. Get something in return to get build something. for the future. You know, last year he hit like 160. Yes. And, and, and people still want to put him on, on you know, a pedestal. Being, you yeah. know, and, and don't get me wrong. Defensively, he's great. He's he great. Does, he's a good base runner. He's great. He's got good power. But, you know, he, he doesn't bring you anything. A 150 average, 160 average is not going to do anything, and you know he's no. going he's going to maybe level out about 220, 230 maybe this year because yes. his discipline at the plate. So I say, hey Yankees, if you want him and and, and you're sold on him, come get him. G- give us some prospects and you can have them. Let, let let's build to the future. Chris hey. Bryant's the same way. He's yeah. the, he's the hottest one right now. Yeah, Chris and Bryant's the one who's actually hitting right now. That's not now. saying a lot no. for the Cubs, you know. <laughs> but Chris Bryant's shown the power. He's yeah. hitting about 250. Yep. The on base is up there. If if Chris Bryant can look somewhat close to his former MVP self, trade him. You know, g- g- let's let's put Bodie at third for a while. Let's bring Horner back mm-hmm. up and play second base, mm-hmm. and let's just get through this season and try to get some prospects in return that maybe we can work on rebuilding this thing because this current group mm-hmm. is not going to win it, especially after the way they started the off season yeah. Yeah. by getting rid of Darvish and, 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 and just and, kind of and you get you get well you get another mediocre player. Yeah, if you're gonna get a player from the Dodgers, you had to get the most mediocre one they had. It's just it's. And when you look at Javier Baez, and you've said this for years, and that's what kills him, plate discipline. It's terrible. You would think by this point in his career, he would have understood what his limitations are at the plate. 
This guy's like a broken game. You know, when, whenever, whenever someone up. throws him a strike, I scratch my head. You know, th- th- there was the other Why day. Th- there was the other day. He had an RBI single with two strikes, and the pitcher threw the ball right down the middle. No, now I no. know that wasn't his plan. I think it was like a one-two count. But the fact that the catcher was setting up anywhere close to the plate is ridiculous. Yeah. You could have thrown him three balls a foot off the plate, and he would have swung at one of them, and exactly. then you got him out. Exactly. The, the, like, if there is any batter in the game that you don't need to throw a strike to, it's Javier Baez. And he'll sw- but you can still get him out. That's the key. Yeah, I mean, you'll still get he, him out because he won't walk. Watching his at-bats, he, he doesn't know how to take a pitch. And, I mean, anything in the dirt and away – Oh, this guy's he's pumping it. I mean, if it's high and away, he's swinging. Yeah. Low and away. If it's in the dirt, I've never seen a player of his ability, you know, a great field, a great glove, but when he gets to the plate, he has no plan at all. I've never seen a guy go after so <laughs> many bad pitches. His swing is predetermined. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. like, I'm swinging regardless. Now. And, and now. at times it looks like it. And, you know, oh. he, now he, he was really, really bad when he first came up, mm-hmm. and he's slightly better now. And, and the fact that he has a great ability, somewhat reminiscent of Vladimir Guerrero yeah. Sr., yeah. of the ability to hit a bad pitch and do things with it, helps him out. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he... he you don't have to work with him. Let him hit the bad pitch and hit a ground ball. Yeah. If he gets on, tip your hat to the fact that he swung at a bad pitch and got on. But you don't need to throw him anything. You don't need to throw him anything on the corners. You don't need to throw him anything down the middle. You don't need to throw anything near the plate because he, He's gonna swing he ain't anyway. going to walk. He's going to swing anyway. You know, and, and, so, and you're 100% right. This guy... Well, he's like a dog at a car lot. He's chasing it. He's going to chase it. And even in RBI situations when you would think, okay, I'm looking to drive a run in, and this guy is free swinging as you could, and it's just – you just say, you sit there in amazement. You you know, the, the situation that every time it happens, I, I cringe because mm-hmm. it makes me think mm-hmm. a bad outcome is coming yeah. is when he's at home yeah. and there's runners on base and the and the crowd starts chanting Javi. I'm like, no, no. Now, now he's swinging at everything, everything. Because, because he wants to live up to that chant. You know, like that's and I could be wrong on that. But but that that just makes me like, shut up. Don't chant yeah, his don't name. Do, no, no, no. Just let him Can play. Can you think of any other player in your time? That it was such a great fielder, so smooth, so exciting in the field. But when you walked up to the plate, you're like, "Oh man, you know, I, I, I there's, there's hard to put a number." You know, for, for a while, uh, Jose Iglesias was kind of yeah. like that, yeah. but but Iglesias has kind of figured out how to hit a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. uh, like he's not a power guy, but still, but you know, he he's out there for that glove. And put it over the plate, yeah. You know, put it in play, man. So, 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 so to kind of go back to your point, if the Cubs want to trade him or any of these guys, I say on. why not? Because this current team is not is not going to win anything. They need to rebuild. I'm not, I'm not going to say tank, you know. No, uh, you but can't tank because it. in baseball, I don't think that quite yeah, accomplishes yeah, you can't things do the same way other you sports do. do. But you can do things to bring in talent like we've seen the Padres yep. do. Like, yep. you know, we're going to see here with the Diamondbacks. They're kind of trying to do the same thing. They're trying to, to bolster that farm system up to, to be ready to go in maybe another year or two. Mm-hmm. You know, we can reset things a little bit yeah. and, and, and get ready for a couple years down the road. We'll have some money available. Maybe we just needed a piece or two that's missing. We can go get that free agent with a group of talent ready to go, like they were in you know 2015 and 2016 when they ultimately won it. So you, you I got no th- problem with that. You said something very important, and I, I can relate that to what you said earlier about Mike Trout. 
uh, when you say tanking a team. Baseball is one of the few sports where you can have a superstar, but it's such a team-oriented game that everything has to click. The fielding, the plate appearances, the pitching. And you could be, you could bat 500 and hit a home run on every other at-bat, and your team can still finish in last place. Because if your shortstop can't field, or if your pitcher can't keep the ball in the ballpark, if you don't produce, if you you can hit a home run every bat, that's what, four at-bats a game, you can still lose 12 to four. Those other factors play so much into base. It's not like basketball where you have one or two guys that they can just they can dominate the court, dominate the rock, and take over. Football, you can see that where somebody takes over. Yeah. Baseball, it's about the crew with you. Yeah, and that that, that that's yeah. just like you can't tank. You, you can't put, you can't tank because yeah. that kid that you're on a tank for may not make it to the majors for five years. No. Exactly. Yeah, you, you're you don't get that instant, instant, you know, reward or or you find out if the guy can make it, like can you play. do, you know, in the NBA. Can Whoever's going number one overall, they're going to be in a starting lineup, ready to go yeah. day one, and then you're yeah. going to learn about what you got if right he's away. Not it. They move yeah, on. Baseball is a little different. I mean, yep. whatever you're stocking up for, you're going to find out later, and, and maybe you messed up, and it's mm-hmm. like, oh boy, now we're mm-hmm. back further. So I, I don't see the point in like overall tanking, yeah. like you know what the yeah. Pirates are doing and. And things like that, even though you know they're hitting, unlike the Cubs are. Uh, but but to go back to the point, if, if the Cubs want to, if any of these guys get hot, sell them, and someone has an sell eye them. on them, sell them. Listen, just listen. See, and, see if you can get something out of it. And that's the thing. For one player, you can get five or six prospects. And that's what that's what they did with Darvish and, and Carantini. That they got they got you know a lot of prospects, high mm-hmm. ceiling guys. Mm-hmm. It wasn't any of their top ten. Which I, I thought was a little frustrating, but they but, got these high ceiling guys, guys that, that could develop into something. If two of them can make it to the bigs, you, you you're, you're golden. Yeah, you've accomplished something. But and baseball's the world's worst at this. You're just gonna let them walk away next year. Yeah, and get nothing in return. Get nothing in return. I mean that 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 could hurt. You know, like the Nationals. You know, yeah. when, when Bryce yeah. Harper left. You know, they there were thoughts of maybe we'll trade him at they the at have. the deadline. They fired him. You know, Pope. it's only for a rental, but we can mm-hmm. get something because mm-hmm. we don't think you know we don't know if he's going to come back. And then he left, and you got nothing for you him. You got nothing for him. You know, you and got nothing for him. And, and you didn't. Now, granted, the Nationals have done okay. They ended up yeah. in the World yeah. Series without yeah. him, but. You know, like I guess that's that's the question you got to ask. Like, is it worth getting rid of a guy to get something in return, or do you ride it out and see if you can get that ultimate prize? I don't think the Cubs are getting that ultimate prize, so I look say, at Colorado. I say, why not? Look at Colorado. They signed the man of their future what three years ago. Yeah, two in the playoffs. Three, yeah. They were like, oh, this is guy, and they said, listen, we're not going anywhere. We got to think about building. Let's get the money and get the players now. We'll let him go to St. Louis, and we'll go forward. You have to think that way. I know you want that that star, that 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 guy who came up through your league, and I, but still, it, this is a business, and and you've got to get something out of it. And you, like I said, that that's the big point. He can just walk away in September, October, you get nothing. Yeah, you're left with nothing. Yeah, how's that going to help you? 
Exactly. So we'll see how the season goes. Who knows? The, the way the Cubs are looking right now, it's kind of amazing that they're five and six. Yeah. yeah. Because offensively, they should be like zero and eleven. You know, like. And, and you it, made a huge. It, it's point. at the point where if they if they allow one run, they might lose. If they allow two, they will. They like, that's, will that's almost yeah. what it feels it like is. with the Cubs right now. And they gave up two last night. I was like, oh dang it! But fortunately, and, Contreras went yard. And, and you made a great point at the start of the season. There's certain series that you have to win. Yep. There's no excuses. And when you come in and you let Pittsburgh take two from you, you know your heart kind of sinks if you're a Cub fan because you feel like maybe they're not, they're well, not they're not even into just, it. Just just look what so the Cubs have played the Pirates three t- or mm-hmm. six, times, six times home and home, mm-hmm. and they're three and three against them. And and then the three games in between. They played Cincinnati, and the Reds completely destroyed them. Kick their face, for, you know, the the way that a good team should. Kick their and it's face nothing in. against Pittsburgh; it's just that's what that team is right now. They're one that you need to feast on. That's where you got to get your wins. You got to take advantage of those games. But the Cubs, they just broke even in those games against a team that's going to be in last place in that division. And if you can't beat that team, you're not going to finish as high as you want to finish. In that division, one team that is going to finish high. Uh, I, I got a couple more of these here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is the Padres, mm-hmm. and you know, and, and with Tatis had that a uh, weird injury where he ended up kind of messing up his shoulder mm-hmm. a bit on a mm-hmm. swing. Mm-hmm. I saw a report they're hoping he can play Friday, mm-hmm. so they're they were thinking just some rest and some rehab is enough to repair that shoulder. Hopefully, he can come back a hundred percent because he's someone that can be. You know, a, a big factor in how this division plays yeah. out. I just want, I would be happy to see the NL West just be close. Yeah, somebody, so, somebody so like, put up a fight. You know, like the, the, the Padres did all this great stuff in the offseason to look like they were going to be that team. And I think they are going to be that team. You know, get, getting Darvish and his mm-hmm. personal catcher, bring, mm-hmm. bringing in these guys, bringing in Blake Snell, bringing in Joe Musgrove. How about that first that's Padre a, a, yeah. no-hitter in history yeah. that was a local yeah. guy? And yeah. uh, Victor Carantini, the catcher for that one, and the previous one before it with the Cubs and Alec Mills. So Carantini's got a nice little resume he going does, there, Mr. Mister uh, No-Hitting Catcher yeah, right yeah. there. Yeah, calling the hell of a game. But, after all that happens, then Trevor Bauer signs this record deal with the Dodgers, and it's just like, come on. like yeah, That's the yeah. team that didn't need him. Yeah, yeah, but and, anybody needed yeah, him. And, yeah, yeah. and so with yeah. that, and that was a big part of the reason I put the Dodgers at 116 this mm-hmm. year. It's like yeah. the, the rich didn't need that. Didn't need they it. were already the favorite, and now now you bring on the Cy Young Award winner. You're helping me? So I, <laughs> you helping I, me here? I just want the Padres to find a way mm-hmm. – to keep this close, so yeah. that when September comes yeah. around, we have this race that I think a lot of us are anticipating and want to see. But if the Dodgers do go on to win a high 100 total, you know the Padres can win like 90, 95, yeah. and still be like 15 Isn't to it? 20 behind yeah. them, yeah. and it's not going to be close. And, mm. and and that's how I predicted it to, right now because I think the Padres are going to be the second best team in the league. Mm-hmm. But with the Dodgers, I have them at that. You know, number that's going to be it. hanging over my Say head. Say it. One sixteen, baby. That's that's twenty. That's twenty one games behind them, which means September twenty one com- games. Yeah, it's crazy to think. So September comes around, and guess what? You're, it's not a race, even though the Padres are good. I just want it to be a race. Look at the NL East. That's going to be a dogfight. The, the NL East is going to be fun. That's going to be a dogfight. The Phillies. The Nationals, the Braves, the Mets, they're going to clobber each other all year long. 
They're going to beat the. Sh- I mean, it's going to be baseball. <laughs> it's going to be baseball. And these games, you know, there's going to be a game in mid June. Uh, the Mets against maybe the Braves, and you're going to think it's a playoff game. They're going to go so hard because they know three well, game series will make a difference you know, in that last. And, and, run. and we saw a little controversy already with the Braves and Phillies. The, the, other night, the, the, the review night. at home plate where mm-hmm. you know Alec Baum did not touch the plate. Touch the plate, but yet somehow during the review he did. And I don't know the angles we saw and everyone no, saw he didn't touch he the plate, touch but yet play. he got ruled safe in the and and that was a pivotal run in that game. Mm-hmm. We saw another one with the, mm-hmm. you know the in that division with the Mets and the Marlins yeah, the uh, yeah. the walk off hit by pitch on a ball in the strike zone yeah. that Michael Conforto leaned into and used that. Uh, elbow pad mm-hmm. yeah. to, to take the hit and the umpire literally called strike three and was like oh wait never mind I hit him game over. And then they couldn't review that, which which is opening up a whole new situation of what can be reviewed and what shouldn't. I, I think you avoid that by taking away elbow guards. Well, don't let don't, don't let hitters want, like if they want to wear shin the, the shin the ankle the, the thing with ball, the foul yeah. balls that's yeah. fine. But yeah. you know the, the the only reason they wear those is to catch a pitch. Is to catch a pitch. There's there's hit. only one yeah. pl- there's only one group of players. That should wear those, and that's pitchers. That's it. Especially the pitchers that throw one way and bat another, like Otani. Otani is a righty Mm -hmm. on the mound. He's a lefty at the plate, so his right arm is exposed. If he wants to wear an elbow guard, I completely get it. I say go for it. That that happened in the 90s where they started armoring up, and guys started leaning over the plate. And it wasn't just like a—I mean, these are legitimate— Football like pads. Yeah, like Barry Bonds is getting ready for medieval exactly. times. Exactly. Yeah, you know, he's, he's like he's getting ready to his, joust. His chain mail shirt and the whole nine yards. I mean, it's like you know, and so it's 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 it, it's not. It's almost become a part of the field with all that gear. Yeah, and it's just, it's not the. But we all know what it's for, so I can hang over this play. Yeah, I hang but, over. But, but, but here's play. the thing: like if that if you're not going to get rid of that, and players are going to do that. You, you got to have the balls to call it. Yeah, you yeah, know, you hey, got to call it. You, you didn't get out of the way. You yeah, didn't try you to get got out of the way. To. And that's you the rules. So people don't understand yeah, that. That's the rule. You have to. You, have to you just to can't stand there and get popped. You know, and, and and I'm and I'm sorry. This lean in at first, and then when the ball comes, oh, now I'm getting out of the way. But yeah, but you leaned crap. in first because yeah. you know, like trying to sell it like the flop in the NBA. Exactly. That's that's what that is. You and, say, and nope, get your you know, butt back the, up the, here. The best thing to do is to be more on top mm-hmm. of that. Or I I think ban elbow pads I agree. because you know what I ain't gonna throw I ain't gonna put my elbow out there on a ninety five mile an hour fastball if I don't have anything to protect it and I guarantee you Michael Conforto would not have done that either had he not had that, had that handy pad. dandy piece of plastic on that elbow to take a brunt of that damage so boy where's Bob Gibson when you need him <laughs> you know because I dare you to hang out over the plate with a guy like yeah. Bob Gibson back in the day yeah he'd take your mustache off yeah, he's gonna test that helmet oh out. yeah you want to see you how know. strong that that pad is son. Yeah, let's let's see yeah. how good it All is. All right, and if that, if that's what you want to do. So. Yeah, so yeah, I agree with you, Tom. That that has become an extension uh, of the game where it shouldn't be. It's not yeah. protective. It's not a protective device. Yeah, it is purely yeah. to allow that batter to hang out over the top of the plate yeah. and lean in. Yeah, but I I think you're right. That division, the NL East, is going to be a fun one. I think we got some potentially good races across the league, mm-hmm. but I want to see the Dodgers-Padres become a good one because Whoa, I agree with that, you. that one's got potential to be a good rivalry for a number of years because the, the Padres got those guys for a while. And does, the Dodgers it do the Dodgers, does it do the Dodgers any service to win by 21? 
I don't no, think. So. I mean, you, you no, get well, on good road, but I, I think, are you ready yeah. to play playoff baseball? Well, when you uh, play they, they might rest some people, and mm-hmm. that might be the one that thing that that prevents them from mm-hmm. maybe trying to win one sixteen. Yep. Like yep. I, I'm not saying it's a guarantee. I know that's a very lofty number, but you know they're nine to two so far. That, that they're they're rocking and rolling. And usually every year, teams go through ups and downs. Like, you might lose 7 out of 10 or 8 out of 10. Or you you have a bad two weeks. Mm -hmm. I just don't think the – I think the Dodgers' worst week is when they go 4 and 3. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Like, I I think – like like when the Bulls had their 72 and 10 season back in the Michael Jordan Mm -hmm. era, Mm -hmm. you know, I I remember well, I was getting ready to watch one of the games. I think it was on NBC, NBA on NBC. And the broadcasters were like, Bulls are slumping right now. They've lost two of their last six. (laughs) It's like they're four and two in their last six. Oh, they're slumping. And that was was considered a – They're slumping, man. And I think that's how the Dodgers kind of are. It's like, oh, yeah, they're slumping right now. They're six and four in their last ten, you know. They're really struggling out there. No. Uh, My final one here. Things I like to see mm-hmm. uh, in the, the MLB this season, and this one has uh, some ties here to Amarillo. Uh, we got a couple of players right now who had significant roles with the Saw Poodles yep. uh, that are currently trying to establish themselves as big league, big league players, and I would love to see them both prove that they belong. Starting off with uh, Taylor Trammell. They're going to have bobblehead day in Todd Poodle Lane. They, they in are. And Trammell's going to have a bobblehead. Yeah, have a bobblehead I, I, can't day the, I can't remember the the day that oh, is. Yeah. It's a little later in the year. Yeah. But yes, uh, all that stuff. Yeah, check out the Saw Poodles website, mm-hmm. sawpoodles.com. I, I think I even. Uh, I shared the video over to our Facebook page. But, yeah, the, the promotional calendar's out. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a Buddy Reed bobblehead, a Taylor Trammell bobblehead. We're going to have a, a Wizard Knight. Lots and lots of fireworks, all sorts of fun stuff going on and some giveaways and, and everything. So, yeah, definitely uh, yeah, j- check that out and mm-hmm. get ready for the Trammell bobblehead. But, uh, you know, Trammell cracked the roster opening day with a strong spring mm-hmm. training. Mm-hmm. And, and so far, he's he's had mixed results at the big league level. And the nice thing is he's getting a chance there with the Mariners. He would not have had that opportunity no. with the Padres. No. If, you know, like Mackenzie mm-hmm. Gore is a great example because Mackenzie Gore – any other place might be on a big league roster right now. But at the Padres, there isn't room. No. You know, nah. so he's going to start somewhere in the minors just so he can pitch all the time. But Tremel wasn't going to crack the roster with no. the Padres because no. they're looking to win now. Mm-hmm. They got stacked players all across the field. But in Seattle, a team that's looking to rebuild, you know, why not? Let's, let's throw him in there and see what he can do. And, and, so, and so far, it's it's been it, it, the really bad of it is he's had 32 at-bats. He struck out 20 times. Mm-hmm. That is... Now, that's like Javier Baez when he first came up. You know, he's hitting uh, 156, which is not good. Now, now I think it's it was kind of a surprise that he made it to the big yeah, leagues right Because yeah. he, he struggled a bit in double-A when he came over here from the, that, that trade uh, with the Reds that mm-hmm. actually involved Trevor Bauer at the time, going from Cleveland to Cincinnati. But he struggled a little bit. He eventually kind of figured it out once the Saw Poodles made it to the postseason. But, you know, he still looked like a guy that, despite his talent, despite his rank, you know, mm-hmm. being a top 100 prospect, maybe needed another year another of seasoning. Year. Yeah, I agree. And, 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 of course, last year didn't get a chance to do that. Yeah. But had a great spring, got better as the spring went on, and cracked the roster for the Mariners. And he struggled in that regard, but here's where he's had success. When he's done damage, he's done damage. He's got a couple homers. He's got seven RBI already. He's scored right. six runs. And the reason he scored that many runs is because he's drawing walks. Despite the 156 batting average, his on-base is 325. 
That's respectable for someone hitting seven or eight in the batting order, which he is. So I I want to see him continue to get chances. Mm -hmm. Obviously, he's showing a great eye at the plate, and that's one thing we remember about him is, you know, he was batting leadoff for us because of his eye at the plate. He was patient. He's patient. Now, I think you know some were thinking he was a little too patient at the mm-hmm. time because he has yeah. the ability to do damage. Mm-hmm. And while he's still trying to figure out how to make that consistent contact, the eye is there, yeah. and, and that is a great on-base with percentage with that batting average. And he's already doing some nice things there in Seattle. The other one is David Bednar. Bednar. Uh, he got traded to Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. his hometown team. He, he grew up in, I think, Mars, Pennsylvania, which is just outside of Pittsburgh. But Bednar was a guy, after Andres Munoz was busy throwing 103, 104 down mm-hmm. here and moved on to the Padres, Bednar became the closer of the Saw Poodles and was dominant and was great and got a chance with the Padres in 2019. Mm-hmm. And... This is the thing with relievers. When you don't have a lot of outings, your numbers look weird. Yeah. And, and he had like 11 outings, and his ERA was like 7-something, but it was because he had two bad ones. That's it. But like the other nine, he was great. And so far this season, he's kind of been that way. He's had six outings so far with the Pirates. So in their 11-12 games, he's pitched in half of them. Once again, a guy who's probably not playing a lot if he's still on the Padres. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. But you go to a team like Pittsburgh – you got it. You got time the, to shine. The deck's clear. You yeah. could be the star there tomorrow. You're not getting that opportunity in San Diego. You're not getting that opportunity. No. And, and he, just like Tremel had a very good spring yeah. training. Yeah. And he's come in and done some nice things in six appearances, four and two thirds innings. You know, so he's either done an inning of relief or he's been kind of a coming mm-hmm. and get this one guy out kind of yeah. guy. You know, uh, if he can. Uh, five strikeouts, ERA of three point eight six. He's given up two runs. Uh, in just one of those outings, you know. So the other five hasn't given up anything. He did struggle in his last one a bit against the Padres yeah. uh, last night. A couple walks and a hit in the third of an inning, but he's only given up one uh, runs in one of those outings. And he is going to have a chance in Pittsburgh because of their situation to prove that he can be a guy for yeah. them going forward. So these are guys that, with the Padres probably aren't playing right now. Yeah. But because yeah. they got traded for various pieces or left or whatever reason, they're now on teams where they are given opportunities to shine. And I hope both of those guys have successful Major League seasons. It'd be, It'd be fun to see them both do great things here in 2021. And that would those are some things that I would be happy to see this season. I'll be I'll join you. I'll be happy to see him too. So, I hope you enjoy the episode of the podcast today. Uh, like fun. I said, if there's anything that we didn't touch on that you'd be happy to see outside of just my team wins the World Series, uh, <laughs> l- 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 let us because that's an easy one. I want the Cubs win the World Series. Oh, of course you do. Uh, hit us up on Facebook, uh, Tom Talks Baseball Podcast, uh, Twitter at Tom Talks BBP. Going to try to be a little more active there as I try to figure out my own life and stuff that's going on there. And uh, you know, we got the Saw Poodle season starting yeah. less than a month. May 4th is their first game. They're on the road for a couple weeks. Then their home opener is May 18th. So looking forward to getting them back at Hodgetown. And it looks like we might have decent crowds to start yeah. the year. Yes. I mean, there are, there are going to be some possible mandates. I know the South Poodles are waiting mm-hmm. to hear word on that. But uh, So when those tickets become available, 
Go ahead and snatch them up and get ready for some baseball here in Amarillo. I know we missed it last year yeah, we and did. are looking forward to we it here did. this season. David, thanks again, man. Thank you, Tom. Man, great. Always talking yeah. baseball. Yes. Always enjoyable. So this has been the Tom Talks Baseball Podcast. I'm Tom Young. I'm David Lovejoy. And we will talk to you again soon. Enjoy the Major League Baseball season.